0: Happy Halloween, y'all. It is almost Halloween, less than a week, countdown, and you all know I am a Christian. What on earth do I think about Halloween? You know what? I wasn't sure until now. (laughs) I've been doing some digging over the last couple of days because I have been truly attempting to gain my perspective on this, and here we are, and here's my thoughts. Let's check it out. This is the Gaining My Perspective Podcast, and you're hanging here with me, Wendy Cunningham. You're here to get empowered, inspired, informed, and encouraged as we navigate the everyday journey of this crazy life. Stick around, because we're going to laugh, and we're going to learn, and above all else, we're going to gain perspective. Hey guys! Okay, so it is almost Halloween and you know I have thoughts on Halloween and I'm a Christian and I want to talk about Halloween. (laughs) But before I jump into that and I'm excited to talk about it because I think and hope and pray, maybe I can offer some perspective to the conversation. That's always my hope, of course. But before I dive into that, I want to let you know or remind you maybe that I have a new-ish vlog, V-L-O-G, vlog, video blog. It's really me and my family. It's not just me. Um, It's called Raising Cunninghams over on YouTube. And of course, I hope to move it to Rumble and all the other platforms um, once people know about it. Because I have, of course, feelings about YouTube, but for now, that is where we live. And if you are someone who just would rather steer clear of the political conversation, that is a good vlog for you because I'm not doing anything political. I am just sharing, contributing our excitement and what we've learned and our life here on the farm because it is a hilarious adventure every single day. It is a vlog that is for families, It's for kids. A lot of I know a lot of our <laughs> our audience is kids, which is kind of hilarious. But we are sharing what we're learning, uh, how we're failing, what is funny, the adventures. Goodness gracious, it just never ends around here. It is about homesteading, prepping, homeschooling, parenting, all of our adventures. Um, if you pop over there, give us a check out. It's in the show notes. And of course, I will share in the show notes a sample episode so you can check it out. But if you can subscribe over there, that would be awesome. Like it, share it, tell your friends. Um, I think you will enjoy it. It's been a really fun for me to put those episodes together and just kind of that is my contribution because we are not on social. I say we, I am not on social. So I feel like people don't even know how big my kids have gotten, what I do in a regular day, how life is for us, and I'm a pretty dang open book. So I'm excited to share that, and I do want to make y'all aware of that if you're not already. So please pop on over there and give us a follow. Of course, I want to hear all your thoughts about that too. So let's talk a little bit about Halloween. Because I am now a believer. But if you know me, you know, and if you listen, you know, I have not always been a believer. Actually, I spent a great majority of my life not believing in Jesus. I came to know the Lord when I was pregnant with my now 11 year old. So I am a newbie still, so to speak. And I spent well into my mid to late 20s not believing. And so I have just kind of a little bit of a maybe different view on Halloween generally. The irony of living my life as a non-Christian is that my two very favorite holidays were Halloween and Christmas. (laughs) Christmas is obvious. Who doesn't love Christmas? But what a funny holiday for non-believers to celebrate as earnestly as we do. Now, I will say that my family did a very good job of disguising Jesus. (laughs) I did know that the reason for the season was Jesus. But I didn't believe that, and so I believe that the reason for the season was Christmas trees, cookies, magic music, and spending time with family and eating a lot. And those are all still very true today, and uh, I still love, love Christmas more so today than ever. It is a month-long event. I I am a very firm believer in there shall not be a Christmas tree before Thanksgiving Day. But I know that that is a heated and emotional subject, so we don't talk about that yet. But that is how I feel. I also am very strong, very strong feelings about a real Christmas tree, even though I'm now in Tennessee and it's not the same because they don't smell the same. I digress. <laughs> I want to tell you a little bit about why I loved Halloween so much, not just because I got so filled up on candy but I actually had a very real experience or I should say many experiences with the supernatural with the demonic with evil before I came to be a believer I lived in a haunted house and actually it's funny because I'm about to tease my haunted house story on my vlog and I want to get a certain amount of likes on that vlog in order for me to tell the ghost story. And if you know the ghost story, you've got to come in here and tell everybody that they want to hear it and like our vlog and all of those good things. Um, it's a shameless way that I'm going to drive traffic to my vlog. I'll admit it. But I do have a very good ghost story because I lived in a very haunted house for nine months. And now that I am a believer, I know very well that that was demonic, the experiences I had there. Some would call it poltergeist. Um, Lots of experiences living in that house. But aside from that, I also saw many ghosts in my life. I um, experienced a near possession. I know that sounds really radical and strange, but... One of the most terrifying nights of my life was when I felt that my soul was warred after um, between darkness and light. And I was not a believer yet, but I absolutely had Christ show up and absolutely declare victory over my soul in that moment. Um, Also an amazing story for another time. But I say all this to say, I, although I did not believe in God, was very acquainted with demonic, evil, dark forces, I believed in all of that. I experienced all of that, so it's kind of funny that I was very easy um, to disregard or, you know, deny that there was a supernatural god. But I one hundred percent experienced and believed in supernatural evil. And with that, a lot of people think that Halloween is very much tied to that. And I, I'll go even so far to, to share a little bit more that when I was younger, I did do the Ouija board. I was one of those kids who was very curious about those things. And I now know very well that you, can, that is real. That is not just a cardboard piece of cardboard. <laughs> it is a real portal that Satan will use to deceive, disrupt, lure, all of these things. And it absolutely did for me. And I did experience weird, strange things that I still don't know and can't explain with the Ouija board. But even in high school, I remember going to a seance. It was not on Halloween, but it was at night. And for those of you who know me or know where I am from, it was out at the Spreckles house which was by the Spreckles factory. And um, it was an old abandoned house. It was very scary. I don't know if it still exists. Very scary, condemned, abandoned house, which we would often go and sneak around um, as, you know, kids often do. I don't know why we do that. I don't know why we do that. But we went and did a seance. And again, I don't know why I did that. I was not into witchcraft or Satan. I didn't believe in any of that outwardly. But it was exciting, it was thrilling, there's adrenaline, it was a sense of belonging, my friends were doing it, so I wanted to do it, of course, and I do remember going out there and conducting a seance. I, was, I didn't conduct it, I was a part of it. And I remember feeling very afraid, experiencing, hearing, feeling inside my body, um, things that I can't explain that even at the time I felt we've gone too far. I don't like this. And we did abruptly kind of end it and we were all freaked out. Whatever we did, whatever we awoke, um, whatever we dabbled in, it is real and it is waiting for us to naively stumble into it. I believe that. All that to say, even with those experiences of really encountering the demonic and evil, I loved Halloween. Loved it. It was, um, yes, we did do lots of scary things in and around Halloween. We did celebrate scary, evil, deadly things. I loved scary movies. The scarier, the better. I couldn't watch them today. Could not watch a scary movie today. Wouldn't do it. Very, it, I've had a complete radical change in in that sense. But I loved, I would watch them Every year with my college roommates, we would pay money. I went to San Diego State, as if that's not dark enough. We would pay money to go into haunted houses or the haunted trail in Balboa Park. They always did. And it was not cheap. I would pay money as a broke college student to go and be horrified, just terrified, where you would walk through these either indoor or outdoor experiences, where you would walk through scenes from haunted movies or just scary things, and there would be props, and it would be very detailed, and then you would have live actors that would come and jump out at you and grab you and scare you and chase you with chainsaws over their head. I remember going into this school bus in Balboa Park, in the, the haunted trail, whatever it was called. You walk in this school bus, and it's dark, of course, and every single seat is filled with with a Freddy Krueger. There's a Freddy Krueger in every seat. And you know, you know, one of those Freddy Kruegers is freaking a person. It's a real live person. And the only way to get out the back, moving along with your trail, is to walk down the very skinny alley or aisle of the school bus, and then you climb out the, um, or not climb out, but the, the exit is at the back, right? So you walk out the back, the emergency exit of the back. So I remember doing that, and sure enough, you're walking through, you try to go as fast as you can, and someone jumps out and grabs you, and it's terrible. Why do we do this? Why do we do this? So it is no wonder, (laughs) it is no wonder why Christians are reserved about Halloween, or Christians are, um, have boundaries around Halloween, or Christians don't even participate in Halloween. But... Just a couple of years ago, actually two years ago, I will say it was the first time as a Christian it occurred to me: Am I not supposed to be participating in Halloween? Because, you know, I was not a—I a, was a barely a believer when I had my first child. So all of my traditions from my own childhood just came right on in to my parenting. Didn't even bat an eye. Did Santa the way I wish I wouldn't have done Santa, which I will post a podcast about Santa and my regrets and my wishes in the show notes. Make sure you check that out because I did that one last year. (laughs) Learned a lot about that. But I just brought all of the traditions from my non-believing life, my non-believing childhood into my Christian family and trying to raise my children. And I did it without thought. And so here we are years into the tradition of trick-or-treating. And for the first time just a couple of years ago, I'm, I'm like, hold on am I supposed to be doing this? Do Christians do this? Is this a thing? And turns out there's a lot of Christians who do not participate in Halloween for a myriad or myriad, I know I say that word wrong, of reasons. All are valid. This is not a podcast to condemn anyone on either side. It's simply to offer perspective, right? Because that's what I'm trying to gain around this topic in my own life. And so my husband kind of you know, brought it up and we had a little conversation, but I know my husband would just sooner give up all of our traditions because he's a little bah humbug about our fun things that I like to do with the kids. He's just thinks it's all silly and, and wants to save money and not go anywhere. Love him. He's a great guy, but he is, we would have zero traditions if it were not for me. So we're out trick-or-treating last year. And I was kind of thinking about it last year again, just revisiting. Is this a thing? Do people do this? You know, of course, I was out trick-or-treating. I have a tradition to trick-or-treat with one of my very favorite Christian friends. And so I'm like, it can't be that bad because she's still trick-or-treating, you know. But I, as I'm out trick-or-treating on Halloween, I get a text message from a different one of my Christian friends who I respect tremendously. And she's kind of asking my perspective and opinion on trick-or-treating because she didn't take her kids trick-or-treating last year and she was just kind of thinking about it and felt convicted about it and we were talking it out and of course I'm telling her well I'm out trick-or-treating right now so I don't feel convicted about it but I'm you know I hear you and I understand where you're coming from and whatnot and so I kind of felt a little burdened by it and thought am I missing something you know prayed about it a little bit but then Halloween was over and so I kind of didn't think about it again and now here we are a year later and I'm like okay (laughs) I really need to think on this because my kids are getting older. You know, I want to know what is this about? Why are Christians so reserved about this? And to make matters more interesting, my very close Christian friend is like on the fence about wanting to trick-or-treat this year or continue on with that tradition. So I kind of had to dive a little bit into the history because a lot of Christians tell me, oh, it's, you know, like rooted in Satan and blah, 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 which I will say is my understanding of Halloween, that it is like a, you know, celebration of the dead and um, whatever, you know, I, I, it would not have surprised me to learn that it was very satanic. So this year, to be honest, was the first year I kind of started to dive into the history. Where does this come from? And I'm going to link a podcast that I listened to of some other resources that I came across, but the podcast that I listened to, I felt did a good job of kind of bringing all of the history around it together in a concise way. So give that a listen. If you're curious, it's in the show notes, but America is a melting pot of a lot of people groups, a lot of cultures, a lot of traditions that are brought here from other places rooted in other things and They kind of can take on a life of their own. They can kind of twist. They can morph. They can change. And oftentimes, they can be, you know, we can be misled to think that one thing is rooted in something that it isn't. And in the case, and again, listen to the podcast that I'm linking, but in the case of Halloween... Specifically, in the traditions of kids wearing masks and going trick or treating, that phrase, trick or treating, getting candy, these are all rooted in some cultural traditions from some different areas of the world, not having anything at all to do with the dead or with Satan. Now, I was born in 83 and I just learned about a thing called the Satanic Panic that was happening in the 80s. Never heard this phrase just learned about it but apparently and possibly our parents if you're in my age age group our parents were probably if they were in the church heavily influenced by this satanic panic where there was a lot of of fear and feelings that a lot of things we were experiencing in the secular world that was bleeding over into the church was satanic in nature rooted in some sort of satanic practice when in fact some of those things were but some of those things were not halloween is one of those things that it seems got lumped in to satanic and evil and blah 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 when in reality those the the traditions the innocent traditions i should say of trick or treating and dressing up are not, in fact, rooted in pagan or uh, satanic practices, come to find out, which I actually was surprised to learn about. And as they point out on this podcast, Christians should be careful to be convicted by the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit alone and not convicted by things that may or may not be true, right? And I wouldn't say that I felt convicted to trick-or-treat or or to not trick-or-treat. I really was just pondering it and felt convicted to learn about it. And I do I do want to say that I have always had boundaries around Halloween in terms of um, you can't be anything scary. You can't dress as anything evil or dead, right? You can dress as, as other things, but you can't participate in that side. And I have not felt any burden about that. And a lot of times there's harvest festivals, trunk or treat things that churches do and stuff where I understand if you're a Christian, it's hard to know where the line is. What am I allowed to participate in and what should I not participate in? And I, in my case, I just wanted to go to the root to understand what is and isn't satanic, what is and isn't good and evil. And that's not to say that there are not evil things that happen on Halloween night or that people do evil or celebrate evil things on Halloween night. Absolutely. But I don't. Our family doesn't. Now, I'll even go one further because I wonder in this... um, desire to be separate from the world which i is biblical we are meant to be um in the world but not of the world and i i feel like that's an important thing because a lot of christians say we're we're not supposed to be of the world that is true but the we're missing the part that we're supposed to be or we have to be in the world and our great commission is to create disciples right Well, we have to go into the world. And it occurred to me, where would Jesus be on Halloween night? (laughs) Would he be at home putting his nose up to the practice of trick-or-treating? Would he be, you know, judging and looking down on those people who are out there thinking, oh, you sinners, you don't even know, you're you're celebrating evil things? Or would he be out there talking to the non-believers, the lost because I promise you, there may or may not be Christians trick-or-treating, but there are certainly people who are lost out there trick-or-treating. And there are kind of two things that come to mind when I think about being of the not of the world, but in the world. And one is, a friend of mine reached out to me years ago and sent me a message and just out of the blue said, you know, I'm getting baptized today and I just wanted to tell you that you are a big part of why I'm getting baptized and how I came to know the Lord because you were the type of Christian that made me realize you don't have to be a prude and, you know, boring and lame, for lack of better words, but you can still be fun and, and engaged and lively and, and be convicted and stand firm in your beliefs, but be around those of us who are not yet believers. And she didn't say it in those words, I'm paraphrasing, but it meant so much to me and it actually was such a lesson for me that there's no way I would have had any influence over this person who did not believe in the Lord if I had withdrawn from all um, secular activities. You know, If I had not participated in where she was participating or where she was doing her life. Another example and very related is a very close friend of mine. I remember when we were doing something to celebrate At work. This was years ago. Um, We went to the bar and my friend who is Christian, very Christian, did not drink. She felt convicted about not drinking, but she went to the bar and she brought a milkshake and she drank her milkshake. And there's this fun picture that I have in my head right now of her that was on social media in the midst, dancing on the dance floor at the bar in the midst of all the people holding their alcoholic beverages. And she has her milkshake. And I just think what a beautiful picture because she is so confident in what she believes and is so able to stand firm on her beliefs that it does not throw her off to walk into a place where the lost are not to say that every person who's at a bar drinking a drink of alcohol is lost don't hear that but most certainly there are people who are lost who are at a bar drinking alcohol that she is able and willing to go into that environment As a Christian and participate with boundaries around what her convictions are and yet still be fully present, fully engaged with people, whether they're saved or lost. I wonder if that's not where we are missing the mark as Christians. And this is my dilemma as a homeschool mom. Of course, I am homeschooling to separate my children from things of the world that I do not want them exposed to things that I, you know, want to protect them from things that I want to teach them about myself. All of those things are true, but I'm also very intentional about teaching them how to be in the world. As an example, we were learning in science yesterday about cells, what are cells, and we learned that the the human egg, right, the eggs that females carry to make babies, is the largest cell in the human body, and the sperm is the smallest cell in the human body. And so we were talking about how babies are conceived, and we watched a movie about the conception of babies and how babies grow in the womb the entire way to birth. And we had a brief conversation about abortion, right? My kids are 11, 9, and 7. They can't fully conceptualize abortion in a mature way to have an adult conversation about it, but they can absolutely talk about it. So I'm not trying to shelter my children from things that exist in the world that are evil. I want them to know that there are evil things in the world. I want them to be armed and prepared to go and be the person that's going to dance in the middle of the bar with their milkshake because they know who they are and whose they are. They're very firm in their convictions, but they're able to still participate in the world that we live in so that they can create disciples, so that they can evangelize, so that they can be approachable, so that they can be real. Now, I totally also understand that there is a fear and a concern that how will we be set apart? How will people know that we are different Uh, as Christians, when we're just blending in. But I'm like, when you have a milkshake on the dance floor, you are different. (laughs) You are not participating, but you're still where the lost are. And this also comes to mind because something was said at church from stage that, you know, we have Broadway here in Nashville, as there's Bourbon Street in New Orleans, or, you know, there's every city has the drag that is the place where everybody goes and gets drunk and does the thing, right? The strip in in Vegas, what have you. We have that here. And it was said in church that, you know, there was a, a, a mention of Broadway with a tone of judgment and a tone of don't go there, you know, just pray for the people there or whatever, but don't go there. And I thought, where would Jesus be? <laughs> would he be? at home, judging those that are out there on Broadway. And again, I have been on Broadway, not even drinking. I've been dead sober on Broadway a number of times, right? So it's not to say that just because you go to a place or participate in an activity that you are automatically worthy of judgment or that you are automatically falling short or sinning or what have you. We're always sinning and falling short of the glory of God but it doesn't, one does not equate to the other automatically. So even just saying that insinuates that there should be shame around certain activities. But where would Jesus be? I feel like he'd be at Broadway. He'd be walking down the street and talking to the lost. He, that's where they are. That's where they're gathering. Why would he stay away from there? Why should we stay away from there? I actually wonder if our world is the way that it is because cultures have removed, cultures Christians have removed themselves so much from the culture that the culture has been so big it influences the church as opposed to the church being so big it influences the culture I wonder if that's not the way that we're accidentally playing right into the enemy's hands because the enemy is going to show up on Halloween are the Christians are we going to participate? Are we going to bring light to a dark day? Are we going to influence what Halloween is or could become? Or are we going to remove ourselves from it so that it becomes darker and darker and more evil and more secular? Or can we bring light to it? Because those people out there trick-or-treating are going to be my children's peers regardless. So do I want them to feel like my child or, or me? I'm unapproachable and I'm no fun and I don't know... You know, I'm judging them or whatever. It's something to consider. That's not to say that we don't put boundaries around it and that we don't, we can't have convictions about it. And I also want to say, if you feel very convicted to not participate in Halloween, great. As so long as your convictions are from God and not from false information, I feel like we might be becoming the Pharisees. We might be adding our own thoughts, our own rules to the law and guarding them as if they are gods when really they're not. And that's where God will convict you of something and not me of something. God will call me to something and not you to the same something. That's how he does it. And that's totally okay. So again, no condemnation, no judgment here. Just perspective. But I do want to say, I wonder if we are the Pharisees. If we're not becoming those who are making up our own rules about culture and guarding them as if they are the law. I don't want to be that because I'm reading the Gospels right now. I'm reading the book, the Bible again this year through chronologically. And if you read it chronologically on the plan I'm on, you don't hit the Gospels, the New Testament till October 1st. Think of how much time we spend in the Old Testament. Goodness gracious. We are so grateful to see Jesus on October 1st. Let me promise you. And as I'm in the Gospels, I'm very aware of the Pharisees and the way they are getting it wrong. And I think, oh gosh, that's familiar. That's so familiar. Jesus is doing things that I don't know that Christians would do today. And the Pharisees are doing things that I absolutely see Christians doing today. And it makes me sad because I feel like we're missing it. Again, I know that that, that there is... Boundaries that need to be placed around Halloween. And I do believe that we should teach history. We should know what are the roots of these holidays. Where are where does the evil lie? Why are we rejecting certain parts and celebrating certain parts? But I promise you, I'm not about to get rid of my Christmas tree. Not for a second. And I know that that's rooted in pagan worship and idol nonsense. But I can have a Christmas tree and be a Christian and it not be based on that, right? It can be based on um, some other other forms of tradition, just Americana tradition based in a Christian country. The roots of this country are not pagan, right? So one thing does not necessarily mean the other. And we don't have to throw away um, the baby with the bathwater, right? Again, I'm just offering, offering my perspective. That's all I have to offer y'all. But I sought very deeply this year to kind of gain my own perspective on this. Where do I sit, praying, trying to discern? And I will gladly be out with my boundaries, trick-or-treating with my children this year. So I hope that this gives you some peace or some things to think about. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate this podcast and tell all your friends. And of course, catch me over at gainingmyperspective.com. Heavenly Father, we can trust you. We can trust you that you are a good and sound guide. And when we don't know, we can always turn to you. We can pray. We can listen and discern and know what you are telling us, Lord. And we just know that what someone else might be convicted of does not necessarily mean what you are convicting me of what you are calling me to does not necessarily mean that you're calling everyone to lord i just pray that this message hits the the ears and hearts of those who maybe are feeling burdened by tradition or the secular world how to engage with holidays like halloween lord i just pray that you would give them guidance and that you would um give them wisdom to know how to navigate and how to raise those babies it's in your son's name that we always ask these things Amen.